Hello and welcome back to our next episode of the Dog on Truth of Rescue with Always and Forever. We finally have Jennifer Dalski back with us for season two. She had pre-recorded an episode that was supposed to be our first one, our second one. We're holding on to that in our pocket for a later date. So she's finally back on. I'm going to say that you've been away handling your emotions. Um, I think that's a fair statement. A lot has gone on since... Is it 2023 now? <laughs> Since January 2023 yes, and the last time. Hey, first, uh, a shout out and thank you to you two for our one year anniversary of this podcast. And I think it's incredible. For those that are not aware, I randomly, what were we talking about one day? I said, if you guys just, you, someone brought up the podcast. I didn't bring it up. How did we Was it me? this? It might have been me. I, I have some great ideas. We were at hockey, and then I remembered we met up for no. appetizers before a game, and I, I brought remember. my laptop. Okay, but who thought of the podcast first? I remember. It was, was it me? It was our drive to... Our drive with <laughs> Bailey. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. And we were listening to podcasts. Yes. And then that's when we decided. Look at that. See, it was a God thing. And I said, I'll buy the equipment if you guys go on and learn how to do it. And they dove in the deep end without knowing a single thing about how to do a podcast, the technology behind it. Um, you guys don't see all the work and uh, incredible devotion they put in behind the scenes. So thank you guys for that. Uh, and every single person that listens loves it. And everyone on our staff and team members love to be a part of it. So you guys are amazing and special. Um, it's just one little aspect of our rescue. <laughs> I knew you were sitting over there waiting to do it. We have, I think, four features on there of different sounds. <laughs> four more than you did on the very first day. But I'm going to review our stats for the last year because I think it's incredible. Uh, we've had 4,229 downloads since we've published. Amazing. And then all of our episodes, location-wise... We're in 52 countries, 952 cities. That's so amazing. almost a thousand cities around the world. All from one little red barn in Spring Hill, Kansas. Uh, this is interesting. 24 downloads in Africa. Wow. 23 in Australia, 78 in Asia, 5 in South America, 111 in Europe. Way to go world representation. Uh, and then almost 4,000 in North America. Nailed oh. it. But Jen, <laughs> we have to give a thank you back to you for giving us the equipment, the freedom, no, the ideas, putting us together, and that eggs get on so big, you say people are looking forward to being on it. Yeah, so. it's it's exciting, and I think that's, that's how our rescue was founded and run and continues to. The majority of us don't have a background in podcasts or even rescue itself. It's if you have the determination, the heart, and the willing to work hard, you can accomplish anything as long as you throw your whole self into it. So now that we finally have you, we've had special guests on our last two, three episodes with Judy, Sarah, Amy, Shelby. But you've been hiding from us. So now we can finally get your viewpoint, opinions, comments, questions on the conditional use permit. So Mike is yours. I don't even know where to begin. If, if you're new to this podcast, we had recently purchased 40 acres in Spring Hill, Kansas, just completely adjacent to our five acres that we currently operate our little red barn from. The goal, I mean, we purchased it April 5th, 2022. The steps that we went through to get that, I think I shared that on another podcast. 
And from the beginning, when we opened our doors, I, I say this all the time, everything was heaven connected. We are exactly where we're supposed to be. And one of the hardest things to recognize and acknowledge is that the journey that we see in our minds and the path that God has a plan for don't always hook up. But it's having the faith and knowing that every single speed bump and obstacle is leading us to the right place along the path. And we submitted our application for the conditional use permit, I think within a month of when we purchased the land. So probably May. And we didn't know what we were doing then. And I think I was the one that submitted it. And the right people came in the picture to help us to get we are today, to where we are today. Now, for those that attended the hearing, if you haven't watched it, you're more than welcome to watch it online. I think it's still on Miami County's website, or we have it on our own at alwaysandforever.org. You know, there was a recommendation by the staff to deny, and then we went in front of the conditional, or in front of the planning commission, and their recommend, recommendation was tonight. And I didn't come on this podcast um, after both of the meetings because I needed a moment to process the loss, I think, and the grief that comes to pouring your whole heart and soul into something and it not going the way that you plan. And I I gave myself about 24 hours to throw to throw myself a pity party. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and um, I was probably um, at one of the lowest spots I had been, not emotionally, but personally. Um, and I say that because of everything in life is perspective and when you live through something that changes your life forever you think well you know that well if I live through that I like I can live through anything and even every step along this way when we say goodbye to so many animals when they say how do you do that it's focusing on the love versus more than the loss and so I gave myself to wallow <laughs> and be upset and um, then I said okay we, we got together as a board and we said what are the next steps what are we gonna do and what are the great takeaways from this and from every moment after that we focused on all of the good that came from that meeting to see the people that came and spoke in front of you guys are there and you are amazing but to know some of the people that came there and they put their own personal fears aside. And I will say that's probably, I've done a lot of things in my life and a lot of things that most people would be incredibly nervous about. This was the most nervous I had ever been speaking in front of that because this was not just my dream. This was all of our dreams. This was the world's dream. This was every single person that you listed behind those countries that are following us. These are, it was all of our supporters. I'll share a funny story. Um, I am such a nerd about music and musicals and I love Disney movies and all that. So I don't know where this song came from. I was, I was listening it with my nieces and nephews and the song from Trolls that get back up again. So I had an repeat the entire way to the conditional use hearing and, um, I was just blasting it and singing it the whole way there because that, that is life. You fall down, you get back up, um, and you smile through it and, Everything is, it really is perspective. And there was so much to be proud of, of the people that showed up and they poured their heart and soul into it and the letters of love and support. And one of the most beautiful things was every single planning commissioner said, hands down, we are a world-class rescue. Hands down. They just didn't want us there, but I mean, they didn't want, and here's the thing. 
I am a big believer in transparency and what we did while it didn't get passed, it was the right thing because we put our whole dream in front of them and we said, we're not hiding anything. This is, this is it. This is the huge plan. And we said, it's a phased project project. You know, will it take 10 years? Will it take 20? I don't know. But, but we, we showed it to them and they said, it's too much. It's not okay. in this, you know, in this neighborhood, I mean, the barns are going to just be so beautiful. I mean, I am the closest neighbor to <laughs> this property and I would never want to do anything to steal my neighbor's peace. So I think one of the hardest things for me too was they put our neighbors that were objecting right next to my table. And there was one gentleman who I very much know is not a fan of mine. And I will, I will say that in the most polite way. I don't, I don't know him. But he refused to sit down and he kind of hovered over me in the meeting. And I could, I could actually feel his breath on me. So that's, that's how close he was. But I, I kept thinking, you know, they are there because their peace is threatened. And I never want to feel, we never want to, to do that to anyone else. So everything that needed to happen, happened. And we came back and, and we withdrew our application that the, that is up, they that I have for everyone right now, because that plan ultimately would not have passed. And what we have done is we have, we have taken all these concerns and we are going to apply again and propose building on only the top 20 acres versus the bottom 22. And it's a much more simplified plan, but it gets our buildings up, it gets us saving lives, and it, it just gets us started to where we need to be. And, you know, we can we can focus on the negative. There's anybody, there's always good and bad in everything, and, and it's whatever you choose to focus on. And I, I will always say this, as a board, as a rescue, um, and as a following, as a tribe, and as a community, we focus on the good. And so, so many beautiful things are coming ahead, and with my whole heart, I believe this is going to pass. So you talk about the phases of the original conditional use permit. Let's circle back to what was the main topic, the Oswatomi Pound of phase one? What condition is that in now? That's a really good question. There is an incredible demand for a new shelter. And before we started helping, those animals were just mass euthanized. The city doesn't have money for that. Um, and Miami County and Paola pay Osawatomi to take care of the Miami County animals and, and the Paola um, is the city there. And what we want to do is we want to build a new shelter and we want to do that for free and not charge the taxpayers or city any money through donations because we are all big believers and it doesn't matter where a dog comes from if they need help and we have people willing to help and support it then we do that is what rescue is it's not about who comes from where or what municipality we have to work for or anything politics i don't follow any politics in that sense so i might ruffle some feathers along the way because titles don't matter to me they never have they don't matter in this rescue and they don't matter outside i see everyone sees people as a soul and we see animals as a soul and that's that's one of the problems with animal rights they just don't have the rights that they should most recently the air conditioning broke down at the Oswatomi pound Oswatomi pound um, it actually has been broken for a year so it needed to be replaced last year we we rented a commercial air conditioning unit which cost us about 18,000 now you might think we are crazy for doing that but the thought process was we thought we would have our shelter up by the end of the year last year and that was the best unit to do that and we didn't want to invest 10,000, 15,000 for a unit that wouldn't transfer to our new building. But yet everything kept getting delayed and we're delayed again. 
so this makes sense to purchase it now. We raise the funds. We're, we're waiting for the unit to come in. Um, the statute um, requires that if you are housing animals, it has to be at least 85 degrees or under. And on a day when it hits 90 to 100 degrees outside, this is a metal shed. And the animals basically fry and bake inside as well as our human workers that are there. So first and foremost, it's human safety and it's animal safety. And so if we have to come together as, as followers and believers in their lives and raise the money, then we donate that to the city and we, we put an air conditioner in there. Is that still going to be a part of the phase one of the 20 acres? Okay, so yeah. So basically, phase it was phase one, phase two, and phase three of the old plan for anyone that followed it. All we essentially did was remove all of phase three, which was the bottom 20 acres. And we revised the top 20 acres a little bit. So there's still four big, there's four red barns on it. There will be a feline center and there will be um, a vet clinic for in-house care of our homestead animals and always and forever fosters. Now that obviously is not open to the public, but, um, and then we'll have three little tiny villas for, you know, our special special animals that might be with us forever that are hard to adopt, something like that. But, um, you know, it's a plan that takes in consideration of our neighbors, our needs, the most important needs. And, you know, the very first phase is getting that new Miami County shelter up. And because they need us, you know, there are so many animals in need there and not just the Miami County animals. Animals are dying in kill shelters all across the country right now. People are dumping dogs left and right, and we don't have fosters, and if we don't have space, we can't help. And right now, so what, what you might see if you follow us on social media, very few rescues have the ability to take in special needs, um, medical needs dogs or cats. So we have been taking a ton of animals that have parvo or have amputations or gosh recently we had both a cat and a dog that had pregnancies where they were stuck during birth and so a puppy was stuck a kitten was stuck and then they need an emergency c-section an emergency c-section for a dog is about four thousand dollars so and i know it's it's insane so and then you get these messages at 11 o'clock at night and it's you know we're in a group with other rescues and not everybody sees it too. So what we did, so a few months ago we rolled this out. There was a, oh God, there was a beautiful little puppy. I will torment myself forever on this. Her name was Panda and an owner brought her in and she was maybe two, three months old. Beautiful black and white little pity, beautiful girl. And she had parvo and the owner didn't want to pay for it and brought brought her to um, an emergency clinic and they said can anybody save and it was 10 o'clock it was 11 o'clock at night something like that and I, I actually think this was right around the conditional use permit and <laughs> things weren't going my way and I just I shut my phone off for the night which is pretty rare for me and I never keep my phone on loud or vibrate because I get so many notifications but I'm always checking it and that night I just made a conscious effort I'm like I'm, I'm setting my phone down and it was 10 o'clock I remember doing that and I woke up at 4 a.m. like I normally do and I saw nobody had responded because they said can someone help this puppy otherwise we're gonna I think she wrote it at 11 and then said if we don't have commitment by 12 we're gonna euthanize and I think I woke up at 4 I said we will help and um, I think she responded at 530 that she was gone and it wasn't even that we had a spot it was that we knew we could 
pay for it overnight because we would fundraise. You know, what's interesting and amazing and, and so beautiful about us is that we put the faith in all of our followers that we will come together and find a way to raise $4,000 because sometimes people don't realize that an emergency vet one night is about 1000 to 2000 if they need... Um, plasma transfers if they need you know intensive care and then you add that up for like nine days you're at nine thousand dollars to save a parvo puppy's life we had that happen once i think it was the bucket pumpy puppies there were five of them left in a bucket and they all had parvo but um beautiful little panda was um euthanized um because i didn't check my phone so we started um an emergency funds in honor of Panda. So we call it Panda funds. And so any member of our team, if they see a message like that in the middle of the night, we will sponsor the medical care for one night. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that we have the ability to place, but it means other rescues can wake up at 5am and know, okay, I, you know, this is, this puppy is adoptable. If they're paying for one night, we can help. And I think what's so amazing about always and forever is too too is that even when we're full and we don't have a place for dogs to go our intake coordinator and um craig our, our transportation coordinator um so kelly and craig they work to place dogs with other rescues so craig arranges freedom rides for other rescues in iowa that otherwise couldn't pull a dog from kansas and without craig that dog would not be alive to get to kansas because of his incredible network of volunteers that he has built and the relationships he built with them Kelly is working to network with other rescues that, you know, can place a Cocker Spaniel or, you know, can place a senior Chihuahua and, you know, maybe we don't have the same same foster. So the lives we save, you know, aren't representative in our total number. It's, um, you know, it's an amazing ripple effect of kindness where everybody's in this together just to save lives. I've seen some very extreme cases in the morning when I wake up at night. I think most recently a dog had swallowed a fish hook along those lines and I can't fathom I'm going to circle back to the panda because I heard you say because I didn't check my phone that they were euthanized there were so many other things leading up to that moment that I hope you don't put all of that weight on your shoulder but from it all the positive it's changed everything within always and forever and how we handle those situations now I think that's a little bit of what we all do and I think that's what makes us human and I think the second that we don't feel the pain of even a dog that we've never met, that's just a photo and just a message, the second we don't recognize that a soul was lost and one of us could have done something, that's when we need out of here. That's when we need to step away from rescue because we are holding ourselves to a higher standard to be better than what anyone expects us to be and to be better than what we expect us to be because they deserve more and you know our whole team took that loss personally and i i i take it on my shoulders because they can they know now that they you know there's no look for anyone's permission it's when there is a way we find it we jump all in so we just what we did was we established parameters around understanding how to do that because sometimes, you know, things go astray and then, you know, we're paying for a dog. We don't know where the dog to go. And then I was like, where's the dog going to go? Um, but it's finding a way and it's saying, you know, let's, let's come together. Let's, let's pay for a night. Let's give them a fighting chance to find someone. Um, and I would love to do that at every single vet. All we're doing it right now, it is at one very popular emergency vet where 
extreme neglect cases come in where parvo comes in all the time. Fish hook puppies. There are two fish hook puppies. You know, you go fishing and one's stuck in the throat, one's stuck in the stomach. And the estimate for one of them was $15,000. Name a great owner that has $15,000 lying around. You know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I never did. I still don't. Um, and it's okay. Well, what do we need to do to find a way? And, you know, this owner actually didn't turn out to be the best method um, because there were a ton of lies and you know we do everything we can if it's a loving owner to keep an animal with their family we are 100 percent behind that but we'll do background checks you know we we go we do it's the whole nine yards to make sure that who we are placing and helping this animal with is the right place for them to be um, and that we trust if we're going to help or we or we try to take the dog away <laughs> or cat talking about finances i want to circle back to the conditional use permit and how much money went into that first phase and everything that went with it are there any regrets on that end that that money could have been used somewhere else did we see the percentage of it getting approved in the first place of putting that much effort into it you know that's such a good and valid question because a donor could say Am I donating to you and you're just throwing it away on pursuing, you know, a whimsical dream? And I would say everything that we do is leading us to where we are today and where we we need to be. Now, there have been some really tough conversations with this conditional use permit, but that have also led to really great and positive changes. Um, You know, one, one tough time when someone went after TK you know, we, we, we worked with the county and we, we proved that he is not vicious and but we, we we had to put a fence around our entire five acres is seventy thousand dollars. Now we could look at it as holy cow, that's a lot of money. But ultimately, you know, it's protecting our animals from other animals coming onto our property, which is really what we've had. We have never had one of our dogs get loose and attack anyone off property, but we have had neighbor's dogs come into our property and we have dog aggressive dogs that are double leashed we cannot protect a dog that runs onto our property but now out of a complaint that we addressed and it is no longer relevant we have a beautiful six foot fence because our followers believe in tk and believe in what we do and why we do it so if you look at what has happened over the course of the conditional use permit you know like i said Yes, it has cost a lot of funds, but everything has been to where it has built us to not only understand the dream, process it, you know, put it into reality. These are steps to make this happen and we have to go through it. You know, it, it truly is a journey. And, um, I think I said this, I, I can't remember who I said this. I'm like, I feel like we are like living a movie. We're like Rudy. We're like the underdog and everybody needs to cheer for us, uh, because that's what it is. And, and there was a moment at the conditional use permit hearing where I'm like, and you know, I've, I've done, I'm, I'm actually a lawyer. I've, I've been in front of boards and, you know, those are really high pressure, tense situations. And I've done presentations there. And I was sitting in this and I'm like, I cannot believe that I am in this capacity running a rescue, <laughs> fighting to get this approved. And, but that's life. You never know what you're going to have to go through. And, and we are truly changing and making history with what we're doing. Nobody is proposing to do what we do and how we do it. And like I said, you know, maybe they voted to deny us, but every single one of them could not deny 
how impeccable we are and the value that we provide to this community. So a huge thank you to those commissioners for that recognition and to our incredible staff who all came out and spoke and talked about their love and the care and the volunteers that were there and our community. Like I said, there was so much good from that. And even the people, all of you that have joined and paid attention to this podcast and followed us, you know, we are, we are changing the world and we're doing it exactly how God intends us to one single step at a time. You've said it before. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It was Amy that brought it up before. And I know this question has come up multiple times. If it wasn't approved, why'd you buy the land in the first place? Do you want to touch on that? Do you want me to touch on that and my view on it? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your view because my view is simple. We're meant to be there. I feel it. I know it. Everything in my soul screams it. And Amy and I, I didn't even know Amy. And I think this first conversation we had, she's like, who owns that land? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, let's find out. And I'm like, we should buy it. It took us three years. And I said, she wrote an incredible letter and they couldn't give two craps about the letter. They're like, let's sell it and make money. And you know, we went after it. When you go after something, you go all in. This land was meant for God's animals. Now, before we were there, there were like a hundred cows. So I don't understand how we are messing up the, the water of more than a cow um, times a hundred. But, you know, all these things are, you know, some of them are ridiculous. But that's just me going off things. But And I said this before I even got a single board member to come. I was like, you know, the, the price, it was a time when land was insane. And, you know, everybody's buying land. And, you know, sure, we could have gotten cheaper four years ago. They weren't selling it four years ago. There was no interest. We didn't have the following. We didn't have the sport. That's why things turn out the way that they're supposed to be, even when we don't understand them. We are not meant to understand them. We are meant to trust. And so I was like, I just, Jane is our treasurer. Jane has been on this show. I'm like, I just got to get Jane on this land and then she'll feel it and then she'll know. And I'm like, I got to get Judy and Craig and Scott because once you're there and you walk it and you feel the peace, you know, and you know, and we invited the commissioners to come and one of them actually drove by because you know the intent and the purpose of that land. And it's so good and it's so beautiful and it will all work out. I know that. So if I had come on here the night after, you know, you would have gotten probably a little different, a little angry, (laughs) a little sad, but, you know, give yourself the time to feel and process everything you feel. Um, And I, I said this too a lot when it comes with grief. No one ever tells you not to be happy. So why would you tell someone not to be sad? Feel the emotions, recognize them, but... In my be- it's my belief anger is a choice, as is love. And it's very easy to hate. It's easy to be angry. It's harder to love. And truthfully, we love our neighbors and we would never want to hurt them, ever. And so when they sit there and if I'm feeling hostility, it might be from me too. So I have to be cognizant of that because we want to find a plan that works for everyone because we're not going away. Well, I have one more comment on that. So what did you think? You guys went to the conditional use permit. Tell me what you saw and felt from being as an outsider perspective, because I was in the room and they kicked you guys out. (laughs) They did. We were having a party in the hall. You were not from Miami County, so you did not get to be in the room. (laughs) The topic that I brought on with the land, I think it's very important that people finally see it kind of work backward of you bought the land and it's been over a year of waiting on the conditional use permit that was finally denied. So if you would have waited for that, that land would not still be available. The way the land's selling, it would have been gone. And then you would have been a neighbor waiting to see what was going to be happening to the land that you knew was meant for you, which would have been an undeniable internal struggle. 
I don't know how you would have handled it if someone else would have bought the land, that's knowing what, it was meant for you. That's the whole thing. If you wait on your dreams, someone else will yes. live it for you. Yes. Don't wait on your dreams. This is this is our dream. We had to act, and we did. That That is what we do in this rescue. And if we wait for the funds, if we wait for everything to align, if you guys waited to know what you were doing in the podcast versus sitting in um, Bailey's pee in the cuddle room the first day and dogs are barking and noises were going, you can't wait. Life is too short. And Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> One comment on that. Our first episode is the most downloaded of over 600. <laughs> and I just pray that people continued and listened past that. And it's not the first impression. I've contemplated taking it down because we've come, we've come so far we since have. then. You cannot yeah. take it down. Our, no. But I, it's the mm-hmm. most listened and re- downloaded episode of it. If you want to laugh, just go back and listen if you've been following along for all of this journey. But yeah, we would have never started. We almost didn't. We had the equipment for two months. Because, okay, because it's overwhelming. Like, yeah. you look at it and you're like, um, <laughs> I would not touch this with a 10-foot pole. But so is buying 42 acres no. with not, without a conditional use permit. But isn't that funny how what's overwhelming to some, others can just <laughs> dive in and be like, I got this. But that's the strength and beauty of having a team. Because, you know, like, I got you. Like You guys are like, I got you on this. And I'm like, I trust you. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, Craig, his team, you know, Megan, our, we've got a new foster coordinator, Ginger and Christy, who are crushing it. And it's it's so amazing. Our adoption team who are remote, love them too. Sue and Sharon, it's, it's so crazy beautiful how people come together in such unique, special ways that, um, you know, I, I've watched our med team evolve and I, I laugh because Jane and I were the med team at the beginning. <laughs> and, but here, here's the thing too from that. I laugh, but yet I don't know whoever has been to an emergency vet room and Sheila, I go with you anytime that you would go because it, you don't have to know anything, but you gotta ask questions. I, I love our vets, most of them, but I will fight with them. You have to speak up for your animal. Please don't just take their word for it you would question it for a loved one who is a human being question things I, i've watched dogs and cats and, and i want to just speak up and shout when you i think that's one of the worst ways to spend your time is in an emergency vet waiting room because you see all the cases that come in and your heart just bleeds and breaks and i, I want to hold their hand and you know that's what we do with our animals no one ever no soul ever passes alone and i think you guys talked about mccoy already but you know it's it's such a beautiful thing but to be a stranger and be like hey i'll go with you like i mean i feel like that, that's that's something i won't do yet <laughs> i love that you said yet because i'm gonna be like when jen retires we're gonna find her down at the emergency vet and be like oh she's down at the vet again somebody go get her you know you're, you're gonna be like the walmart greeter of the emergency vet <laughs> Um, but I will, I will speak up and question things. And I, I would encourage anybody that ever goes to their vet, question things, guys, get a second opinion. Um, if you don't know, there are a million different Facebook support groups all over the world. Um, even our volunteer group, join our volunteer group, shoot a question out. We're all here to support each other. I, one of my favorite things, I don't remember who was saying or when we were talking about it, but I think it was, so we do monthly volunteer calls. So every Saturday, first Saturday of the month, I'll jump on a zoom call. So anybody's welcome to do that. 
and we invite any volunteer or follower that wants to you know catch up on our rescue or so forth it's, it's really informal and then you can ask me and our team questions someone was like well you know i, I don't have an anf alumni but you know i have this dog who's selective and um, blah blah but she's like i feel like i'm part of always and forever because our, my heart's aligned with yours and we have the same mission i thought that was the most beautiful thing she said because it doesn't matter where your animal comes from if your heart is connected to this mission and what we do you are a part of us and, and that's and the bottom line is we're all connected in this whole universe and when you really take a step back and realize what we're why we're here and what we're doing take all the petty stuff aside you know get rid of the conditional use permit hearing we will get our buildings up we will save these animals we will find a way god will not let us fail did we do a recap on the gala yet sure i was going to transition <laughs> sorry, into sorry, that sorry. and then you <laughs> so let me let me after... get in here. okay so uh we had the two cup meetings and then afterwards i think it was a great celebration I mean, even though it didn't turn out in our favor, but we ended up celebrating with the, is it the gala, gala? How do we say this? I call it a gala. gala. I don't know. Some people gala. say gala. Okay, gala. So the gala was a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing to see everybody just dressed up. Jen was in a dress, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Jen was in a dress. Um, me and Sheila came after a football game, and we were kind of <laughs> rusty. So, But we came. Kingston it, came. Kingston did come. It looked amazing. Huge shout out to all our listeners. If you support it, um, we had a lot of online auctions. You know, we did not win the trip to Greece. <laughs> yeah, we did not win the trip to Greece, but someone did. Someone did. Yeah. Someone won everything. Someone yeah. won everything. Yeah. One of everything. Oh, I won a pickleball. Oh yeah, yeah, at serve. So that's our team outing, by the way. The new chicken and pickle. Yeah. But how much was raised? It was a pretty substantial. Oh, so amount. after expenses, we raised about $75,000. So, yeah, and that's incredible, um, considering we actually had 100 less people than the year before. Really? So um, that's hats off to Shelby and Randa and everybody, all the incredible volunteers to that. But let me break this down to you. <laughs> $75,000 sounds phenomenally huge right our medical expenses are about fifty thousand dollars a month we had one month where we actually had an additional forty five thousand on top of our average fifty thousand dollar cost our fifty thousand dollars is just to take care of the hundred and fifty some animals regular veterinarian care now in that like Jane. yeah and that's kind of what was like how the fish hook dogs the parvo dogs you, you think about one fifteen thousand dollar surgery and um you think of okay who's the ratty from kcml the beautiful little girl Come on. Ember? Ember, yeah. So sh her stomach flipped. That was $9,000, you know, at the emergency vet. Um, and But the most incredible part about that was she is our only stomach flip survivor mm. from surgery. So she is our little miracle, and she's in the doctor's home now. Super loved. Super loved. I think that's my favorite part about us, honestly, what Connie does with the follow-ups of our alumni because they stay with us forever. You love them forever. Doesn't matter who they're living with. I finally posted Kingston on the alumni page. I know, I saw. And the responses were incredible. You just get that sense of community, and then people were asking where we went on our kayak trip, and then I was able to get recommendations, and now they're going to go. It's just such a heartwarming. And the more page. you share, too, the more people are, you know, drawn in and living vicariously through you because. You know, we really saw this in COVID. Not many people can have a dog. And you have so many 
older generations where, you know, they had a dog, they loved them, but they can't ter- take care of anymore. So they live vicariously through your love and our animals. And that's, that's what the good morning videos do and the good night videos and every water video. We took TK on the boat the other day, you know, it's making their lives worth living too. So it's, it's, it's when you're having fun and they're going to have fun with you and whatever energy you bring in, they, you do animals feel it okay so is there any um huge events coming up um we're always you know miranda's the person to get on here and talk about that there are a couple i always find it funny when people ask me questions about that because i don't know i just show up when they tell me i'm the morning feeder um we've got a couple parades coming up in june i think we're doing the the kc pride parade we're doing a gardener pride parade we are we love parades we're doing the osawatomie miami county parade Spring Hill Parade is not till September, so that's the one I know. Oh, we're doing the queue for the cause. Oh, I oh, love yeah, that you one. Guys, so, yeah, You're doing, you guys will be there. Yeah, oh, yeah. We had so much fun yeah, um, Come on, last we got, year. We need, we need a chief to show up at our conditional use permit hearing we're gonna in on. August. You guys can do it. We're working on it. We need some celebrity. Any, it, sli- any celebrity. What, we got Casey Wolf just to show up. <laughs> show up doing a little dance you can speak <laughs> the, he just okay, stands up can there i just tell you how much people love that though people that was love such him. a huge so he came to our gala for those that were there it was a huge hit and my Here mom was it. like what chief player is gonna be <laughs> it was awesome casey wolf brings a vibe and energy and everything yeah. he just the same as always and forever yeah. that's why it went so well but it is parade season Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for Always and Forever. And if you're looking for a dog, they're going to be in the parade mm-hmm. as well. So it's a good opportunity. Come out, say hello, meet some dogs. Yeah. We should do a post on which dogs are going to be featured in the parades. Well, or is that a game time decision? It's kind of game time because it's got to be dogs that can handle crowds, mm. that are young, that mm. are healthy. That So our oldies don't come to the parades unless it's really September and cooler. And our lunatics, we generally try to leave at home. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we've got a ton of young, amazing dogs right now. And so if you want to come and walk a dog, if you want to ride the float, we'll, t- we'll take the um, trailer out. People sit, we decorate it all. We, it's the whole nine yards. We might do a parade on our homestead too and go just drive around our mm. land because you usually do so yeah we we did the pride parade on the five acres but we didn't have the 40 then and we always do our 0.1k that's right so the 40 acres yeah you have Mm -hmm. okay so we've got paved paths on there now just walking paths so we've taken a mower because before it was like tick uh city (laughs) so it's a lot better now but yeah so many fun things ahead we still have our doggy dates you you can cut me off all you want (laughs) i will talk forever so i do want to ask about that are the hotel nights still things i haven't they sure are who should we throw under the bus that's not posting it should we just throw megan or beth i don't know i just haven't seen it on (laughs) my news feed a lot i haven't seen it we haven't posted it um you know we have it on our website we it's really anyone that wants to spend a night with a dog we will sponsor your hotel and sponsor a DoorDash for you um and that's just we haven't put the post up but Mm -hmm. we haven't taken that away and and for that i will say guys so much has happened from january to now Mm -hmm. behind the scenes you know that was the tip of the iceberg of what we shared tonight what we do day in and day out with fosters with adopters with intake with returns with medical with our board it's an amazing beautiful machine that um you know there's kinks along the way but we got to where we are because no one gives up and i think that's the beauty of 
everything with this. It's a journey. It's trusting the process and finding the joy along the way with the heartache, with the sorrow, and with the disappointment. Really, you know, goes back to that song, and Never Give Up. And and then I'm going to have to listen to it after this. Oh my gosh, it's the best song. I mean, it's just... Okay, okay, I will sing it in the car, but that's about it. Um, Five years down and a thousand more to go, Jen. Um, yeah. I don't know how to wrap it up any better than what you all just said. Well, I know how I mean, we can, I can wrap play it up. The song for you if you want. Okay, <laughs> but hold on before you well, play no, the song. Well, no, because then it might be copyright. Oh, hold yeah. on before you wrap it up, Jen. We need a dog for the cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we do the puppies? Yeah, all the, bug, Ooh, the bug puppies, grasshopper. Help me out here. Okay, so they were left at um, they were left in an emergency vet in Wichita, and they were dumped, and they were in a car in a horrid, filthy, and then they were taken to the animal shelter where they were youth listed because they they believed that they had parvo, and parvo is a deadly virus because they had a certain smell to them. Well, it turns out they were just severely neglected and um, malnourished, and no other rescue stepped forward. It was the same thing with the panda emergencies funds. And, you know, we agreed to take them. We didn't have anywhere to go. Our amazing vet took them for a little while. And, you know, we had an opening. And now there are four little beautiful tiny puppies at the little red barn that I spent my morning with. And they are amazing because they are kennel trained. They didn't even poop in the kennel. I'm so proud of them. And we've had dogs in the barn that just literally throw poop at me all the time. And I was so prepared for a morning covered. And I wasn't. And it was, oh, it was just, you know, I'm not really a puppy person. I, I love the oldies. I love puppies, but I love when they go to someone else and because um, there's so much work. But these guys are amazing. Um, what are they, maybe two months old? Well, I'm a, and if you would like to foster or adopt, buy online, always and forever at our website. And then, Jed, we end the episode with the always and forever mission statement, if you want to rattle that off. <laughs> um, our dream is to wake up into a world where every animal is treated with kindness, dignity, respect, and most importantly, their life has been touched by love, even if only for a moment. It's never too late for a happily ever after. I know it. You did it. <laughs> I know. Thanks for coming out, Jen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jen. Until next time.